everyone whether it's the morning afternoon or evening we thrill to welcome you to invest tracks the ultimate podcast designed for inquisitive minds like yours ready to delve into a treasure trove of financial insights get ready to stride confidently through the intricate world of finance In this inaugural episode, we are honored to welcome a distinguished guest, Mr. Shivakumar. With an impressive track record of over 18 years in the real estate sector, he brings a wealth of expertise to the table. Mr. Shivakumar is renowned for his proficiency in handling significant land transactions and serving as a trusted consultant on building sanctions and government protocols for substantial real estate projects in Tamil Nadu. Moreover, he holds the role of founder and CEO at Dunny Ventures, a company actively involved in various related ventures including brokerage services nationwide, licensed services in Tamil Nadu and Karnataka, as well as real estate development in Coimbatore. Let's listen to him now. Welcome Mr. Shivakumar. Very excited to have you on our very first episode of Investrex. How are you doing today? Thank you very much Apurva. Kind of you to have called me here for your first session of Investrex. Let's look forward to having a great session. Definitely. And we're also looking forward to the same. So to you know kick things off, let's dive into the concept of investments. So investments could, you know, mean different things to different people. The way you perceive investments could be very different from the way I perceive investments. So what I'd like to understand from you is What do you think about investments when it comes to a broader spectrum of things where people are trying to secure the financial future? Okay. Investment. Let's look at it this way. To understand the concept of a certain uh, idea, let's go backwards. If you look at history, mm-hmm. uh, after the 1757 when the American Revolution happened, until then people did not speak of investment. They spoke about insurance. Okay. Because most of the lands were farmlands. the farmer would want to secure his crop for next year so for that he would insure his uh, produce save it so that the next year if there's any calamity it gets saved now what happened is investment came up after capitalism and credit came up so when i knew i could borrow money at at a rupee and make it 10 rupees i had the leverage of credit right mm-hmm. so credit and capitalism actually led to growth So investment from insurance investment came investment is a thought process of growth right so today if you ask me uh, why would somebody invest like unlike the earlier years today you invest towards growth mm-hmm. how do you do that you do that through different methodologies available in the market It could be uh, real estate which we are in could be stocks could be in anything but investment per se is to beat the certain amount of money that you're making to make it a little more higher that's why you invest so that you safeguard yourself for the future so i think this is how investment came as a thought process perfect yes so you talking about building wealth Correct. right the concept of wealth building came in during that time okay perfect so thank you so much yeah so like you said there are so many you know investment options that we can look at but what i believe is it's important for one to you know do their homework in terms of you know the financial aspects when it comes to investments are ah, their risk tolerance levels their long term and short term goals and things like these so i believe that doing so would help them set the coordinates to their financial journey 
so that's basically like laying a track to their financial journey right so and also if you talk about you know inflation inflation isn't something new to us so inflation has been impacting many lives around the world and there's no denying to that so inflation is one of the reasons why people invest in real estate because the appreciation level of real estate is really higher when compared to the inflation rate and thus they look at real estate as a medium to build wealth so apart from inflation what do you think are the other factors that are basically driving that you know force for people to invest in real estate see if you see uh, <clears throat> investment per se happens in a lot of sectors investment happens predominantly people used to invest in gold mm-hmm. and then in real estate so these are hard assets okay until the 1870s when the bombay stock exchange came up and said that you can start sharing share I mean start trading shares and bonds now india as a country evolved then they started uh, practicing the art of trading in the stock markets right mm-hmm. inflation if you see inflation for india uh, say post independence we've been hovering around less than the uh, you know 8 10 percentage now your question is how do you beat inflation how does this happen and why do you why do people choose real estate as a model to invest in real estate right, right. india as a country if you see people choose most of the people who have bought land have beaten inflation mm-hmm. but to say from 1970s when the inflation was the highest from then till you know when you had the la- last uh, covid was your last crisis and then you had 2008 2009 you had the global uh, economic crisis all these times people who held on to land beat inflation i am not saying there are stocks that did not beat inflation but my point is real estate is a very tangible asset right and real estate has been a very uh, uh, you know proven method where people buy land but when you buy an apartment or a home you know there are certain markets in india that may have given you the appreciation but not in entirety right so i why people choose real estate because it has proven this from 70s to 80s to 90s although you know gold must have done its work uh, stocks must have done its work bonds have a certain uh, you know but their their returns are very fixed the investment uh, is fixed the returns are fixed the risk is very less stocks your risks are very high your returns could also be very high real estate is not like that real estate for you is very uh, classified you know whether this should move northwards whether this should move southwards and we are as a market are very resilient hmm. you would not want to sell a property that you picked at 100 rupees at 95 you would never do that yeah. you would wait for the day that it becomes 101 or the worst 100 right so in resilience real estate has has become a good product uh, through resilience yeah makes absolute sense we wait for that break even point you know we don't go anywhere below that point Correct. right and uh, apart from inflation what other factors do you think are influencing the trend of people moving towards real estate see apart from inflation you see today uh, uh, people don't i mean uh, everybody thinks that uh, the shortest distance between uh, two uh, dots is always a straight line mm-hmm. right and money has to multiply by itself but today we are in a fast paced world right if you say before 2014 until the digitization era came in india to understand the credit worthiness of an individual was very difficult today you know you can track any transaction through you know his mobile phone or his email id and you will understand the credit worthiness of an individual now every individual today wants to make himself credit worthy right whether it's 1x 2x 3x 4x we don't know depends on the aspiration that people have yeah now hearing so much news about indian real estate 
India being at the tip of consumerism, mm-hmm. where you know Apple has opened its stores in India. They did the same in China in 2008 when China's economy was about four and a half trillion dollars, okay. and India's economy is about three and a half trillion dollars. And today China has 45 stores. Mm-hmm. Now Chinese economy is about 18 trillion dollars. Now Apple has to open a store in India. He knows that this is a safe bet, mm-hmm. right? He knows that India is is in the progressive stage. When you hear all these news buzzes around you, you also want to be driving in the direction where you want to multiply your money. So the aspirational class in India, rather than beating inflation, they have moved towards thinking of the process of creating a growth carrier for themselves. So they understand uh, financial strength or financial health mm-hmm. helps them enable to go to the growth uh, trajectory. I think. That's that's one of the large drawn thought processes. Oh, yeah. perfect, sir. Yeah, that makes absolute sense. Yes. So you've captured the essence of real estate investing quite accurately, Mr. Shivakumar. And uh, to make this a little more interesting, let's move on into a comparison that most people grapple with. So that's basically your traditional investment opportunities versus real estate. So you can see that the traditional you know investment opportunities are performing well, and they have in the past too. But this trend of people shifting from traditional to, you know, real estate investments is quite evident right now. And um, like, like I already told you, because even that is performing well, what other, you know, reasons do you think is making real estate the most, you know, attractive option out there? While I continue to speak to you about the aspiration class that India is developing, uh, 20, 25 years before, if an individual had to buy a property and he had mm-hmm. only about a lakh of rupees and would like to own at least 100 square feet in, in, in a very prime area in the country, he would not be able to do that. Because uh, assume the plot size is only 100 square, 100 square feet and he wants to buy it, he may not be able to buy it because the price would be very high. Right. Today, we have come up with concepts where somebody can own a fraction of a particular asset in, in that particular space. Fractional ownership. Fractional right. ownership. So. People have have moved beyond real estate and thought of fractional ownership. People have moved beyond real estate and thought of investing in something called REITs, mm-hmm. which you see in the in the US is a is is a is a trillion dollar market in the US. We are about seven billion dollars. I mean, that's that's the size that we are operating in. We have only four REITs or something like that. But the good thing about India is that even if you have two hundred and fifty rupees, you can go buy a uh, REITs uh, you know unit. You can buy a unit with, with 250 rupees. Now, this gives ability for everyone to invest. The different, I mean, always it used to be land, mm-hmm. it used to be building. Today, we're talking about building with rental income, right? So, yeah. that creates a cash flow for you. Now, this secures my life again. Mm-hmm. This is something that was not there in the past. I would not say it was not there in the past, but I would not say so professionalized in the past. That is it. And there's fractional real estate as we spoke about, and then there's REITs. Now you you know in, in the Western countries, real estate also is treated as an alternate investment platform. It is not the traditional investment platform yeah. like your stock or your bond or whatever it is. And and the West you have the opportunity to invest in crypto, in in uh, non fungible tokens, NFT or whatever. I think India also has the opportunity to invest in crypto. I think the law they they framing the law so that you can invest in cryptos and all that. As a market, we have given our consumers enough and more to take. So, uh, when you have choices, you'll always like to operate in choices. So, the traditional markets were for the uh, earlier generation. Now, this generation is very clear. They know, you know, if, even if it's an alternate investment, even if it's real estate on a fraction, 
whether it's only debentures given to you, whether it's only a small paper given to you, it may not be a tangible asset. As long as it, is, it provides them the financial safety, they're fine with it. Okay, makes sense. Yes. And my next question was again going to be about the same because you see this shift of, you know, youngsters uh, investing in real estate because earlier it used to be people, like you said, who had money, who had savings, who had a lack or more. But now you can see a lot of people investing in real estate who belong to the, you know, younger generations. Uh, I believe that it's also because of the, you know, uh, growth in the demand for real estate and thus the value in real estate. And they're able to perceive it as a, you know, an option that can build wealth. Again, like in the first point, we were talking about building wealth, right? So they come to that point. And uh, I believe that this uh, trend basically takes root from the historical performance of real estate. So I believe it's been performing pretty well in the past and it is still continuing to perform, uh, you know, well now. So if you could talk a little bit about how real estate has been in the past and, you know, that shift to the current and how the you know, trajectory has been so far. See, uh, mostly uh, India and China were economies uh, that were actually leading in the forefront uh, at least uh, 1500 years before. We were a very, very strong economy in the world. We were, a, we were top one or two, I think, in the global economies. And these are measured in terms of GDP, as we rightly spoke of. I'm, I'm, I'm elaborating my answer so that you get to understand why I'm speaking about this. So India's population and China's population would actually be equal to the amount of GDP. Okay. That's why we were number one or number two. Right? Okay. Now what happens? Now if you see a country like America that has only about 30 crore, but today holds 25% of the world's uh, GDP and leads the economy. Why did this happen? This happened purely because the consumerism explored there. Right? Land explored there. The opportunity there explored. Same thing is happening in India now. Okay, uh, I, I don't know 20-30 years before whether we would be able to think of uh, uh, buying a, a product like uh, an Apple phone, uh, mm -hmm. you know, or, or anything. We would have never thought that this would be available in India. We were always thinking that this had to be imported from the uh, US West, and yeah. West and, you know, I had to use it here. But significant changes in smaller markets. I mean... Uh, from as I said, from 1970 to 2020, you see, real estate has beaten everything. Has mm -hmm. beaten has beaten COVID. Has beaten inflation. Everything. Now, what has happened? The smaller markets in India, what they have given, they have also given an opportunity for people there to actually see the appreciation of land and uh, building there. This has predominantly taken over the mindset of uh, people today. So they see a lot of opportunity in India. Mm -hmm. They see, you know, uh, in the next 20-25 years, India India is going to script history. So, And when you start hearing this, uh, you think you should not want to lose out. That is why you start investing in, in, in uh, real estate. I think that's the only way out yeah. people think. So. More like FOMO, the fear of missing out. Ah, they don't want to be a part of it. Right? Makes sense. So before we end this episode, I want you to, you know, give a golden takeaway to all the listeners. So, yes. Uh, the golden takeaway, I think, is, you know, uh, somebody said that uh, they don't make uh, any more land on land. So if you have to pick up something, <laughs> pick up land, if you want to develop something, develop it. And as I keep saying, real estate is the epicenter of any economy. Absolutely. Everything revolves on land. The most underutilized resource on earth is land. The most uh, 
you know, significantly, if I have to tell you, in India, the, the potential of land has not been unearthed. If you have to unearth it, I think we have to look at smaller markets in India. Start going to smaller markets, tier 2, tier 3 towns and start investing there. Look at the, uh, you know, developers who have uh, created a significant history, have delivered good products. Look at them, buy products of theirs. Because in India, if you see, it is the real estate supplier who makes more money than the developer. <laughs> if you have thousands of developers in India, only a few of them have crossed market capitalization of a lakh crore and more. Mm -hmm. Whereas if you talk of suppliers who do paint, who do plywood, who do wires, they have raised 60,000, 70,000 crores. So an industry that does so much, I think it is, uh, uh, it is high time that the industry uh, takes a different uh, trajectory altogether. And uh, I'm sure we are in a phase of growth that nobody wants to miss out on in India. Definitely. And I think that was like, you know, food for thought that made me think of a lot of things that weren't earlier in my mind. And I'm sure that's the same to the listeners as well. And um, I think we've come to the end of the podcast, guys. And thank you, Mr. Shivakumar. It was a delight having you here on our, you know, first episode of Investrex, the inaugural episode. And I think we had a truly special guest today. Thank you very much, Apurva. And I hope uh, all of you... Uh, Trek in your journey of investment with Investrek. Keep listening to Investrek. Thank you very much. Thank you so much.